Hi everyone, welcome back. I am here sitting, relaunching. Tell me how you really feel. Also known as Tim Herf, also known as T M H U R F. Whatever variation sounds best to you, whatever way you want to pronounce it. As long as you're talking about tell me how you really feel. I am so excited to be sitting here restarting the podcast. For those of you who don't know, in the spring of 2020, um, I was asking questions on Instagram, bored, just wanting to interview people during the pandemic and created tell me how you really feel. And now I'm back here. I'm 21. I'm recently graduated and I'm trying to figure out what the fuck I want to do. And I created this podcast again. I'm revamping. So if you don't already know slash are a new listener to tell me how you really feel each week. I'm going to be asking you about different topics that are on all of our minds. Reaching out via Instagram, I have some super cool graphics. I have some great questions coming your way, great topics to be discussed, and just getting everybody's opinions about relevant things going on. And if you interact with the posts and DM and comment and tell me how you really feel that might just lead to an interview I just want everyone to reach out to me and tell me how they really feel so for the first episode I chose a topic that came to me via Juliet and Nell they're my two best friends Juliet is actually my amazing graphic designer shameless plug for the tell me how you really feel Instagram at T-M-H-U-R-F at Tim Herf. Go look right now. Follow. Juliet is the graphic designer. She is so talented. She is making our content and it looks amazing. So I'm giving you this time right now to follow us. Then you can also see all the topics, maybe even be interviewed and interact and a chance to be on an episode. So Back to the story, Juliet and Nell were out to dinner talking about the podcast, they're real fans, and they were telling me that they were trying to choose a topic that feels universal, that everybody could relate to. They landed on this week's topic, which is girl code. I'm super excited. So for those of you who don't know what the girl code is, have heard it and just like don't really know what it entails. I don't either. Still trying to figure that one out. But anyway, the girl code was the chosen topic this week because everybody has an experience with a friend fucking them over, someone not being loyal to them, kissing an ex, kissing a person that you like and your friend knows you like, and just this feeling of betrayal, backstabbing, a breaking of the girl code. So we kind of know what breaking it looks like, but at The core of this episode is figuring out what it actually is. So this week, I really dove into researching what the girl code is, what people think is synonymous with the girl code, what it represents, and it was actually more difficult than I thought. After searching some digital archives, I couldn't really find any mentions of the girl code besides in like a title of a story or an article, but it wasn't defined or really talked about. It was just kind of a catchy thing to put in the title but 
when I searched the bro code, ample articles, stories, books came up defining it, its place in pop culture. It was honestly excessive how much there was about the bro code. So just a standout article that caught my attention when I was doing my research was a Guardian Nigeria article written in 2019 called Demystifying the Bro Code. And it listed all of the rules of bro code. And these were the first three. Bros before hoes. Bros before hoes. A bro shall always remain loyal to his bros. It is never acceptable for a bro to date slash have sexual relations with another bro's ex. Okay, so yeah, it's giving girl code. It's giving the same kind of thing. Bros before hoes, like, do I even need to talk about it? I'm cringing. I hate it. Don't want to hear that. If you say that unironically, reevaluate your life. Really, reevaluate it all. But anyway, this one article obviously does not define the bro code, although it was interesting to see. And we all just kind of have this universal understanding of what it is. It's made fun of in pop culture. It's bros before hoes. I guess like the catchiness of that, the um, degradation of women, you know, catches on. But there's this universal understanding of it. But the girl code, there's nothing. I was looking up definitions, seeing what was going on. Best one I could find, written by Truth Talker XO in 2018 on the Urban Dictionary. Honestly, whoever Truth Talker XO is, killed it. It says, number one rule of girl code is that you do not communicate with, flirt with, or date any person that your friend has ever dated or fancies. I feel like this is a great way to put it, kind of encapsulates loyalty, being for your friends, riding for them. So yeah, I think that this was a great definition that was kind of like a microcosm of what the girl code is. And yeah, like I do try to adhere to those values. Why? Because I do love my friends. But I also think that built into being a girl is this kind of unspoken rule that looms over of being one's big supportive girl community. I don't know if that comes from this idea that we're all in the big fight together. I don't know if this was forced upon us because of historical and political factors. I don't know why girls feel this way. But it does create this sense of community, which I think is really beautiful, but also comes with a lot of pressure. And so the girl code is this big idea that we somewhat all try to adhere to, but is so undefined. And you can't really make a blanket statement about what the girl code is because every situation is different and niche and the girls like knowing the fucking details. They like knowing every bit and piece before they make their judgments. And so I think that this idea of girl code is somewhat abstract, but also really present in everyone's life. So to gain some insight into this topic that I'm clearly grappling with, let's dive into this week's episode. I have some amazing interviews, some guests, some stories, some professional opinions, to see if we can really get to what the girl code is. All right, guys, I can't wait. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Nell. I'm 22 years old. And I think that the girl code is an unwritten code of conduct for all girls that we should try to abide by and support each other. Hi, I'm Abby Fields. I'm 22 years old. And what I feel girl code is, is having respect and compassion and thoughtfulness towards other girls without needing a reason to, and even more so when you don't have a reason to. Hi, I'm Caroline Campbell. I'm 19. And to me, the girl code is having your friends back above all else, above any boy, no matter how serious they are with a boy, no matter how serious they are with a friendship being there for them and having loyalty to them no matter what i'm brooke weiss i'm 22 and to me the girl code is this idea of girls having each other's backs and watching out for each other and staying away from territory that means something to them out of respect but sometimes the lines can be blurry i'm emma colwin i'm 22 and i think that girl code is like an unspoken law almost of a way for girls to kind of have an alliance almost like a way to like avoid hurting other people i'm olivia schmergel i'm 23 and i think girl code is an unwritten set of rules that girls use to understand and respect each other when it comes to romantic relationships and keeping their friendships as strong as they possibly can. I guess maybe just the way I grew up or maybe it was like an influence of my mom or like the women that I was around growing up. I just, I knew to respect when a woman that's in your life has a relationship with someone else in any way, you stay away from that person. I found myself in points of tension with my boyfriend who was my guy best friend over this friend of mine. It was a really hard situation for me because she was honestly one of my closest friends in which I decided to trust her and I decided to look past her and my boyfriend at the time having some any type of friendship because to me I didn't think that my boyfriend or actually no I thought that my boyfriend was capable of it 100% but I didn't think that she was and that was the reassurance that I rested on every instance of precaution that I felt to have and any instance of anxiety that I had about their relationship was correct <laughs> and that she was feeding into some type of relationship with my boyfriend at the time I mean I'm not proud of this but I read through my boyfriend's phone multiple times while we were together and I saw the way that she spoke to him and I dismissed it because I didn't think that she was capable of in any way going behind my back the reason girl code is so important to me is because when I found out about that and when I heard about that I didn't think about my boyfriend for a second and it's wrong and it's wrong. And I know there's all this stigma about always blame the girl and we always blame the friend, but we never go at it with the boyfriend and we never blame the guy. But to me, I expected that from my boyfriend. I sent my friend a text message explaining how I was feeling and being transparent about what I had heard. And she responded and I, I never responded and we haven't spoken since then. And I continued to date my boyfriend for six months after that, whatever it may be. And when I look back on that situation, I hate that all the consequence of what happened between the two of them, which they were both responsible for, fell on her. But in my eyes, I think a betrayal from a friend is a thousand times worse than a betrayal from a boyfriend. Well, I think the thing about the bro code, and it's literally just bros before hoes, like that is where it starts and where it ends. It's about like the homies over... The women like there's nothing else to it it's like you just don't fuck that girl because we're best friends like that's really it 
with the girl code, I don't even know if that is what, like, I think about. Like, I don't think about fucking my best friend's boyfriend. Like, what I think about is, like, love that I have for another woman, even if I don't know the woman. The amount of times that I've seen a girl kind of drunk at a party that looks a little lost that I'll just immediately go to to make sure she's okay. Guys aren't doing that. That's not in the bro code. But it is in the girl code. Because we're supposed to look out for each other. We're supposed to have not supposed to, but we do because that's how we've been. We've had this shared experience of kind of dealing with like sexist shit and having to prove ourselves and all of these experiences that a man will never have to deal with and can never understand that makes us have this like connection with another like woman. And I don't think the bro code remotely is about, it's not about if a guy is feeling upset at the frat party, he is going home alone. No one is walking him home. Like He's off to the races, whatever. If a girl is sad at a frat party, a swarm of women are around her and they are hyping her up and making sure she's okay. It's about like your relationships, like interpersonal relationships. It's not just about a guy. It's actually just about each other. After dating a girl where she didn't fulfill that expectation, that is what made it all the more hurtful because we're supposed to have this holy female friendship that's even more special because we're also romantic and all of these other things. And so to break that was like the ultimate betrayal because like, how could you do that to just your girl? Like, forget the relationship, but like, we're girls. Like, girls don't do that to girls. What happened was that my close girlfriend had ended up secretly getting with my boyfriend at the time and I didn't find out for a year later. So when I found out, you can imagine little old me being shook to my core. And I think it's a different type of feeling when you realize that a close girlfriend would do that to you versus I would say, honestly, it was more hurtful than finding out that my boyfriend of three years was being unfaithful. It was way more um, hurtful to know that my close friend, who honestly, we had only been friends for a year, so less than the relationship, honestly, but it was more hurtful um, to find out that type of betrayal. I think that for me, one of the biggest culture shocks that I ever had was when I came out and realized that girl code is not like really a code that exists in like the lesbian world. It was something that I was just like taught, oh, you don't, you don't do this because it's wrong. And then that just like that whole idea that like that does not exist in the gay world, at least for women. Yeah. The gay community in general is a fraction of the size of That's exactly straight yeah, people. Yeah. So that also is another thing that it's like girl code is a lot more limited between lesbian and bisexual women because the dating pool is so much smaller. Yeah. I mean, like talk about girl code, like the way I know Olivia is because Olivia went on a hinge date with Emma <laughs> when I happened to be there. And yeah. I met Emma and I met Olivia on the same night, but like <laughs> Olivia and Emma were like on a date pretty much. I don't think it's that girl code doesn't exist in gay relationships. It's more that like girl code violations don't really exist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. the friend thing is so much more respectful. Brooke like reached like FaceTimed me and, and asked me like yeah, if it was okay. I think that this situation is like funny and like a good example. But at the same time, like we did only know each yeah, other it, for like a night. And yeah. it like, it's not like we like developed any feelings for each other yeah. or anything. If one of my gay friends were to come to me and like want to be with like my ex-girlfriend yes. yeah. I wouldn't be okay with that you maintained a friendship with him even when you were turning to me and telling me that he was 
abusive. So it becomes a point where you then kind of question everything that you've ever had within a friendship with someone. And I think that's where this aspect of like, you cut off the girl, but you stay with the guy. And as much as it's fucked up, I was never, I was never as open with her, with my boyfriend as I was with her. So it just didn't feel like as much of a betrayal, honestly. He kind of felt like something that was at some point going to exit my life. And I thought that she was never going to. When I was going through my situation, I was trying to be so careful to not make sure that like the girl took all of the blame because obviously the person that is the most at blame in my opinion is the person that's in the committed relationship and people were being a little lighter on my ex-boyfriend saying like you know he, like he made a mistake she seduced him etc cetera, etc cetera, when that totally is a narrative that's extremely dangerous to girls ex-boyfriend cheated on her with her best friend it immediately became about that friendship, right? It was almost like him cheating one through 10. It was like a two. But the betrayal of the friendship, it was like 11 out of 10. How could she do this to somebody else? And I think it takes the blame off the guy. Obviously, I don't at all condone what the best friend had done. But it's a privilege that he got to walk free. And we just play it off like he was just being a stupid boy. And boys do this. He doesn't get the shit that he deserves because suddenly the conversation conversation becomes about this girl which obviously she should have never have done but if it was two girls like if I found out my ex-girlfriend got with my best friend who is also a girl I don't think it would have just become about the best friend I think I would have felt maybe not just as hurt but very similarly hurt by my ex because how could you as a woman like we expect that women are more emotionally intelligent and more just kind of connected to other women if they're so connected with another woman like how could they ever betray the woman but in reality, like if you have a really serious relationship with a guy, they should be just as connected with you. And we just don't kind of like, we expect it. So then when it doesn't fulfill that expectation, we're not so shocked that like, we're not gonna, you know, get as angry about it. But I think there's like two sides to it where we should be having higher expectations for men because, you know, like, it's 2023 all of that like men can be sensitive and we know that and they can be emotionally intelligent and all of that but also when it comes to the other side with women like I don't think it was fair for me to dismiss like the same behavior that a guy would do as just being a stupid boy but when she did it it was somehow more wrong because it shouldn't be more wrong and gay like girl gay relationships the social norms aren't gendered that's true so like personally like I haven't thought about girl code in years <laughs> yeah, yeah because I haven't had to because like all of my situations have been like even if the people that like I'm talking to know other people who like I'm friends with or something like that there's always a conversation and like a level of respect that I don't know if that necessarily existed back when I dated men. <laughs> yeah, I would say that like, I feel like girl code is more a way to like unite girls and not have men involved because men are just like constantly pitting girls against each other. Like it is very different in like yeah. straight and gay relationships because in straight relationships, girl code is very strict and like very, you don't talk to anyone's yeah. ex or situationship. Yeah.
So I hope you enjoyed hearing how Abby, Nell, Emma, Olivia, Brooke, and Caroline feel about the girl code. They are not the only people that defined and talked to me about the girl code. And when I asked a poll on the Tell Me How You Really Feel Instagram account, 93% of responders said that they do adhere to the girl code. But when I asked definitions of the girl code, the responses were not as fruitful. I think it's because we don't really have a definition that everybody is on the same page about. But I just want to shout out a standout response to the question, how do you define the girl code? And it says, always support your girls. Insert hands in the shape of a heart emoji. Be honest and loyal. Love this response. I love when you guys write in. That's where our interviews come from. So just continue to be active. But to close out this episode, I'm going to include a final few minutes from an expert that I talked to. Her name is Julia Fletcher. She is a licensed clinical social worker. And I wanted to talk to her because I think that through being a psychotherapist and talking to Gen Z and listening to people's feelings about the world around them, she's really able to get a holistic viewpoint of what the girl code is and how female relationships exist and what is off limits and what isn't and what's in this gray area. I just wanted to get insight from her about the abstractness of this concept of girl code that we can all identify when it's being broken but struggle to create a one-size-fits-all kind of encompassing definition for. So I hope you enjoy listening to Julia. She's awesome. Something that I talk to people a lot about is like, if you are the kind of person that's done the being with an ex and you like, or friend's ex and you feel bad about it, how can you be like a good person still on the inside and be someone who maybe acted in a way that either you regret or that like, maybe you do feel like, is going to serve you well in the long, long term too. So it comes back to also like nuance and complexity that behaving in a certain way doesn't make you a bad person. And can there be room to like forgive or like, can we also be brave enough sometimes to like let, let go of friendships too? You know, like, can there be conversations that lead to repair and also conversations that lead to kind of a ending. But I think it's all of that can feel very scary. I don't think a lot of us have great models for that too. When it comes to the simple thing of, you know, don't date anyone that your friend likes. I think that some of the nuance is what are the circumstances? Like what is the situation and what is the temperament of yourself and your friend? What kind of friendship is it? And sort of the tension, which I think is maybe something that has shifted over time in our culture between femininity being linked to pleasing others, kind of like unconditional nurturing, selflessness, kindness versus the opportunity to make decisions with your own self-interest and based on your own needs. Instead of it just being about you are allowed to do this or that based on sort of shoulds or shouldn'ts, but can there be a conversation with a friend about what's going to happen just from your from your professional opinion do you have like a definition that you would say is the girl code or like an idea of what it, it is i would lean toward a little bit of a definition that's about sort of loyalty 
and like a little bit of self-sacrifice or sort of like being there no matter what, you know, behaving in ways that really keep your friend's feelings in mind. And then there are, right, all these more standard kind of like, you know, love thy neighbor as thyself is like the version of sort of spirituality or the Torah or the Bible or whatever. But like for girl code, it's like, yeah, you don't date your friend's ex. But I think maybe that is the girl code, but I don't know. My hope is that over time there might be (laughs) more. And I think there maybe is. I, I don't, I haven't listened to enough podcasts to hear what everybody's saying about it, but like that there is a more kind of postmodernism complicated definition of it that includes everybody's needs, all the complexities that can go with people's responses to different actions and behaviors and stuff. And I think female friendship is amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you spend the rest of your week thinking about your feelings on the girl code. Follow the at Tim Herf at sign T-M-H-U-R-F Instagram to see what the next week's topic is going to be about. A special thank you to Juliet Katz, who has done all of the graphic design for the show. She's awesome. Our creator of theme music, AJ Abdulaziz. He is also so talented and amazing. He killed it with the theme song. I am putting it in every episode. And finally, to our wonderful interviewees, Abby Peels, Nell Schwartz, Caroline Campbell, Emma Colwin, Brooke Weiss, and Olivia Schwergel. And finally, Julia Fletcher, our amazing expert. Tune in next week. Thank you.